We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 11th day of July, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. Ned, it's good to see you. How are you today? Well, I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm glad to see you're back on your feet. I am back on my feet, so to speak. I'm not at 100%, but I'm definitely feeling better. Uh, I've, I'm heavily medicated at the moment, <laughs> but uh, and I've also got a whole bunch of vitamins that I'm taking. So, um, yeah, it's... Um, it's it's manageable. Uh, it's it's a lot better than where I was a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago, I was really in a bad way. Uh, I still wasn't able to uh, to even sit at my desk for more than uh, I don't know, like five minutes without wanting to fall over. So um, yeah, but it's it's still a little bit of a struggle to kind of make it through the entire session here. But uh, I'm going to do the best I can with it because so much is actually going on, uh, and I hate to yeah. um, I hate to I hate to just let it go. So, I mean, I guess I'm just going to have to buckle down and deal with it. Where would you like to start today? There is a lot to discuss uh, with what happened in Japan. Um, we can definitely get into that with what's going on across Europe uh, with the farmers. We can certainly get into that. There's a lot of discussion to be had there. Uh, well, but I thought that we would lead with what's going on in your country that's good. with the this is good. resignation of the government. Uh, we talked with it. Uh, we talked about all of that with uh, with Marty when he was on uh, and we discussed that for a little bit, but uh, I thought to get your perspective, because I know how much you are a fan of um, Sajid Javid or Jarhead, as you like to call him, the health secretary, and he's now resigned. And it's quite possible, not saying that this will happen, but it is quite possible that he could be your next prime minister. I know, it's disgusting. And that's, that is something that, that's worrying. I mean, whoever's going to come in is going to be a puppet anyway. But the thing that worries me is, is... Because this has happened here, I was having a, a look around and I came across something on the internet, which was obviously someone else's platform on YouTube from Canada. And I don't know, uh, I think he, I mean, he's, he called himself Mr. Sunshine Pants or something like that, which is just a, a fun thing. And he ridicules um, Trudeau and he likes to keep up on there. But the worrying point was, the big worrying point was, he's very pro the freedom of the people and everything. But because he didn't quite understand our political system, he had this idea in his head that all those idiots that all of a sudden resigned before our prime minister resigned was the point that that's what forced him out. No, that was going to happen anyway. What you've got to understand is those idiots are like schoolboys and they want the head boy position. So they have to be seen for a media show to actually step away from him so they can all go for his job. And this chap that was obviously uh, a Canadian was seeing it as if that must have been what forced him out. And he was saying on open air, oh, we could do that to Trudeau. All our lot could resign and that would force him out. No, no, you're making a mistake there. <laughs> Don't send that message out there. The political systems are very different in each country. You've got to understand your own political system to force your own idiots out of power. 
Yeah, and that is not the way. Don't look at ours because it is like a public schoolboy session, Parliament. It's not very clever. I just needed to say that because it was worrying because people pick up on things and if they have followers that believe in them, then they can go down the wrong alleyway, you know, and you just, just be wary. Every country has a really different setup, especially us. We've got some really eccentric ways of doing things and some very old ways of doing things. So don't get stuck in our ways. You know, one of the uh, the downsides of the uh, the parliamentary system is the dangers that it poses when it comes to these coalition governments. And for those that are listening to us in the United States, the, the people that don't quite understand the nature of that system, let me explain. This is exactly how Justin Trudeau and, and a lot of these European leaders actually stay in power when they don't have a majority of the vote. And that's what makes this system so dangerous. And this is why you hear all these people in America, all these these American politicians say, oh, democracy, democracy, democracy. Listen, we are not a democracy. If you want a democracy and if you want a parliamentary system, then this is what you're going to end up with. You end up with a minority that is in power and forms a coalition. So what do they do? They run around and they team up with three, four, five or six different parties and they form what's called a coalition. And by that decree, they make up a majority or a, a majority within the parliament itself, as in with the number of seats that they hold, or they're able to take on each other's ideas. So like, for example, the uh, the main ruling party, whoever that is, will team up with, say, like the Green Party or team up with the left party or, or whatever. And they'll say, look, we'll take on two of your ideas from your platform if you team up with us. So we'll make sure that you get those two agendas through that you want, that you represent, that your people want. We just need you in, in our camp. And by that, they're able to stay in power. This is how Justin Trudeau is able to maintain a rule in Canada. They've only got like, what what is it, like uh, 20, like high 20 percent, 30 percent of the vote. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they're able to run the country on 30 percent of the vote. That is not democracy. That is not democratic rule of foreign by the people. Uh, it's ha it ha does happen rarely here where coalition governments are formed and they do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. You go. Yeah. European countries are the same. They, they, the they way, thrash it out. Uh, they thrash it out. And the problem is the people get upset because all those promises do not get followed through. They don't. And it just becomes a hash. But once someone's in power and they're the head of the government, you're stuck in many ways. Yes and no. Um, and and I, I'll, I'll make an exception to that point with what's happened. Have you noticed who you haven't seen on the European continent for quite some time since his election? You haven't seen Emmanuel Macron, have you? <laughs> no, he's gone a bit dark, hasn't he? Yes. Do you know why? Well, no. I've, I, I haven't answered my emails from him. <laughs> he's it, I, I get it he's not famous enough to to meet you so that's that's what the problem is he's not famous enough in order to keep himself up to date with you so he he doesn't get replies from you is that right well this is he wouldn't <laughs> he'd get some nice replies yeah he's, yeah sure I'd, I, he, I'd, um, I'd get something from those dutch farmers for him i think yeah right well i think he's got his own farmers to worry about in that country <laughs> uh, they do the same thing the french farmers they don't mess around either the reason you haven't seen anything from emmanuel macron is because he's essentially a lame duck they had elections in that country for parliamentary seats and his party lost they lost mm -hmm. the majority that they had and they don't have any chance of forming a coalition government at the moment. So you have a majority of the seats that are in the French parliament that are held by Marine Le Pen's party and uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon's party, so the party of the far left. So you have these two parties that now hold a majority of the seats uh, split between them in the parliament, 
and Macron's party has nothing. Uh, I mean, it's not nothing. They won all. He lost all the colonies, didn't he? He lost all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, serves him right. Filthy, horrible person. I mean, we know that it was dodgy that he got back in, and it wasn't going to work because you cannot say to your own people you're not a citizen of France if you don't. Take. The thing to say. I still can't believe he said that. I mean, I know he's a horrible man, but I, I cannot believe that he actually said that. Yeah, I must admit, I mean, as, as much as everybody sees um, Johnson as a buffoon, and he is a buffoon, and the big mistake, like everything is, they fall in line, they get used up, and then they get ejected. The one thing that being filmed and actually saying, he did, from my point of view, he made covid look the farce that it was okay biggest mistake he made was pushing the mandate fines he should have instead he should have gone okay there's a there's a slap on the wrist don't do that because we're doing it anyway and they had their parties but he did stand up and say the one thing which was on film i know covid i know the vaccine does not cure covid i know the vaccine doesn't stop you transmitting it please take your boosters that in itself to actually say that publicly made a farce of the whole situation and that's when people should have picked up on it but the mandates that were pushed through turned it into the circus it was and yeah it was a circus behind doors and they deserve everything he got but we're gonna it just enabled the thing is it just enables them to readjust and get some more puppets in because when you get a change of head of government they will reform the party and put their own people in. So it gives the opposition, as in the opposition of the people, a chance to reform and put their people in again and say what they normally say and what people put up with or learn from our mistakes or the mistakes that they made as if it wasn't them already and they'll just push a, another agenda. So this is the worrying point for me here, I think. I was asking Marty when we talked about this, I said, do you think it's entirely possible that the WEF was pushing for all of them to resign beforehand anyway? Oh, that, I mean, to have that much, that that was like uh, a practice move, you could say. That was that was just obvious and a setup because that was a lot of people. And they do want to. And if you look at it, it'd be interesting was if people took note, if they wanted, they want to see the circus and how it comes out of all those people that resign, how many of them will make up the new government? Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, it's 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 just ridiculous. It's it's a bit transparent and ugly, but that I gives them a think, chance though, to refresh. It does, but I well, I shudder to think that what would happen if if Javid would become the head of the Tory party and be the PM for the rest of the term, which is four years. I shudder to think what would happen there. <laughs> what do you mean? You, you mean the man that actually tells the doctors that whatever they say is up to for debate? Uh, well, yeah, sorry? that's well, that's your that's your opinion. That's that's, that's your opinion. You're only a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Then he's out. I mean, you've got got to think of just before he resigned, he he was out there saying that in the UK, Moderna are going to have a research facility. I mean, come on. I mean, that's a joke. I don't want Gates anywhere near this island. I really don't. It stinks. That place needs to be treated like C and D treated the missile places. It needs to be just cordoned off and just not allowed to exist. You know, I, I find that uh, I find that rather shocking that, well, I mean, the mere fact that we're even having this discussion about uh, we're going to be making more of these things now, it's like the, they're just I, like I understand when you get to a certain point and you're an authoritarian regime and you're you're just degenerating to a point where you're just doubling down and doubling down. But 
this is reaching levels of, and I'm sorry about my phone, but uh, this is reaching levels of just unprecedented insanity. This just came out. Uh, this is a UK government report from your Office of National Statistics, and they're usually the ones that are releasing all of this. And I, I find it interesting that they're releasing it now. When your government is in turmoil and everyone's paying attention to that, you notice that that's where all the news in the UK is fixated on. It's on, oh, what's going to happen now with the government and who's going to be taking this? Who's the next prime minister going to be? Blah, blah, blah. What's going to happen now? That's all the discussion now, isn't it? It's taking everything over, isn't it? Well, what's happening? What's being released that they don't want you to see? This is a report that they just released. The UK government admits out of a report just published by the Office of National Statistics that the COVID vaccine is killing kids after publishing a report proving vaccinated children are 30,000 and 200 percent more likely to die mm -hmm. than unvaccinated children. Yeah. And I think 30,000 30, percent. And, and they're starting. And this is this is worries me. I mean, how the education system to me has a responsibility to protect the children that you put in their care. And we live in an age where there's more children on the spectrum, different spectrums than the normal spectrum, but they're from all walks of life. And once you put your kid into a school, they should be, they should be safe. But the schools are being used. I mean, I thought when I saw the books and the flyers out in America with some of it, I mean, the, the, I mean, the racist baby and the vaccine things, and you've got the, um, uh, the, the, the drag queens dressing up in the library to have, you know, times of this. That's going thought, on in the UK too. That's going on in yeah, the UK I know, too. And it's going crazy, but it's happening here. And the thing is we've, we've even got flyers saying to children, young children of age five and upwards that if you want to be a superhero get vaccinated and this is all wrong because the kids we're born in an age where it's peer pressure and when they get to teenagers it's even worse peer pressure the angst that comes out there it's a natural progressive thing there's peer pressure all the way because they're learning all these environmental things that apply to their lives and will apply to their lives so when you see and of course, you've got nothing but superhero films out there and all, whether they're cartoons or whatever. So they see this in their daily life as a child and all their birthday parties exist of cakes with, you know, superhero faces on. And everybody is a superhero when they're a kid. So do they then think they're not going to be a superhero if they don't get vaccinated? What can that do to a kid's thinking? It's disgusting. I mean, in this country, we have laws, we have advertising laws that say there's no way you should manipulate in any way through advertising a child to point them in a misinformed direction or an uninformed direction. These children should be safe at school. None of that should go on. Hey, the decision then lays on their parents. But can you imagine it all coming home? We have now got already 10% of children between 5 and 11 vaccinated in this country one is too much they have most of the children have natural immunity already and the biggest problem we've got i mean somebody Actually, might say well what's the problem with just giving them the vaccination the, there it, wasn't it can cause sorry the, I'm, I'm sorry I don't, I don't mean to interject but there wasn't really any scientific data and i'm kind of doing the air quotes here there wasn't any really science real real scientific data 
even from the start to show that anyone under the age of like 80 was a problem. Because if you remember in the initial stages, in the very first stages, they said, oh, no, it's just for the uh, the, the vulnerable and the high risk. And, and that's it. And that's yeah. all it's for. And that was between 80 to 85. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And no, it's not going to be for any other age is. group. And, and, yeah. it, and it still is. And they reckon <laughs> if you weigh the numbers up, you'd have to vaccinate millions and millions of kids on the off chance that you might save one elderly life. But in the interim, all those vaccinated children and adults put themselves at risk. You will get more damage done amongst the number that you vaccinate. It just does not make sense. It is getting ridiculous unless you go down the, you put your tin hat on and, hat on and say, well, do I think the same way as those stones that just got totally obliterated, which said, I believe, were they called guide stones or guardian stones, Johnny? Georgia guide stones. That's right. And that was, didn't that stipulate that population kept down to 500 million? 500 million, yes. I have all 10 points listed, If at, actually right here at hand, if you'd like me to list them off. Give it a kick. Be interesting to see. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Wokeism. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Well, amongst all that, there is some sense. There is some sense, but that has been, I think the word is bastardized because it's like everything. At this moment, everybody's ideals are being played against everybody else's ideals. Amongst that, yeah, there is something. But to have a population of 500 million, it just doesn't work. I mean, even if you went down to tribal levels in the old world, there was masses of people in the world. We've got billions now. Half a billion doesn't work. Well, I mean, if and you go back to pre-World War II, just, just at that time, we were 1.6, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's still a lot more. It was a lot, a lot more. of people yeah, to yeah. get to get yeah. to get to that level to get to that level. Uh, what kept it down? Perpetual war on war on war because you it, 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 the children get taught nowadays about everything from the industrial revolution onwards and world wars. But there were other wars. There were other expan expansionism was going on all the time, and that kept numbers down. But they still crept up exponentially. So. The world was in a cycle of empires, and they just got more and more. But in return, a lot of people died. A lot of people died. And you saw whole societies wiped out. The thing is, we're not meant to stay on it. This, this ideal is meant if you're going to live here forever in a perpetually fixed system. And that talks about, well, problems if you're 500 million and one. You have to. Who who gets who gets the chop? You know. Well, that was that was a good question that uh, that Marty posed the other day. Was uh, <laughs> when he? Yeah, he says. So when we get to five hundred million in one, does that mean we have to off that person? Uh, it's just a question because I mean that's what the stones say, <laughs> is right? It a lot. Is, is it a lottery? But I bet the, one of the people in charge don't put their ticket in there. 
You know, they don't. Actually. Well, it's, I mean, when you when you look at what's written on those or what was written on those stones, they got bulldozed. But what what was written on them, if you if you take that literally, it sounds like that clip that we have. of charter. Yeah, it does. But it, it sounds like that clip we have of Dennis Meadows from the Club of Rome, doesn't it? Gotcha. Where he says that, uh, well, uh, the planet can't support more than a billion people. So we've got seven billion people. And we're going to have to bring that down. And um, have to make some well, choices. We, yeah, yeah. Well, we hope that it can be uh, done in a civil way. Peaceful. You know, <laughs> you know when I say civil, yeah. I mean peaceful. You know, because you want everybody <laughs> to share in the experience. Yeah. Uh, except those in charge. Those in charge of the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 it's. Look, we're on the Earth, right? We know, due to our sciences and everything else, that there's a lot of space out there. We should be thinking about going externally out into our own solar system, right? Which is our backyard. And we should be thinking there is a lot to do. There's a lot out there to find. And we're bitching over here because people are worried they'd lose control. The more people become independent, the more they, they, they think basically because of it's like the frontiers, because the misuse that they used to chuck the people out of the countries. Britain was good at that. Shove them off to the new frontier. Shove them this way. Shove them that way. Get rid of the people we don't want. So guess what? They go shoving them out into the solar system and that, and they'll just reform and probably build better than what those idiots are doing here. And they're frightened. They're frightened of losing control. And that's what it's all about. But you're going to lose control. It's human nature. It's a frontier. You're eventually going to have to be pushed aside because just like the dinosaurs, you're outdated. You're gone. You're, you're, yeah, you're not irrelevant. You're not, you're, you're not reading from humanity's soul at all. It is just. No, they, they've made a horrible they, mess of the place. It's inevitable. They are, have got to go and they will go one way or another. Whether this dark time gets drawn out and a lot of people are going to suffer, but not until. How many people have got to suffer before the people stand up? I'm not asking for well, a war or anything, but I just want you to wake up. It's taken an interesting turn, uh, to say the least. We saw what happened in Canada, right, with, with the Canadian truckers last year. We saw that. Yeah. And then and they just did another walk, didn't they? Yeah, they just there. did. Yeah, and they're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And now you've got the Dutch farmers that are taking a stand. Yeah, bless them. Yeah, yeah. you damn right bless them. And... Like the 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 government up there have said, like the 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 useless hack of uh, of Klaus Schwab, uh, Ruder or whatever his name is, has said that yeah, um, most of the farmers are probably going to go out of business, and a lot of them are probably going to lose their land. Um, why? Because you say that you have to fight climate change. There can't be any nitrogen emissions because of climate change. No, the, the nitrogen, yeah, makes up the majority of our atmosphere. Nitrogen enrichment is. A lot less of a problem than all that chemical crap that businesses like to sell, like to tell everybody that it's a, I mean, the pesticides and everything like that, they do more damage than anything else. Yes. We know for a fact that they they want farmers out. They want to get control of the agricultural land. They want to do that so they can get their genetically engineered stuff in. So, and once you do genetic farming, you don't, you lose, you lose the aspect of normal farming where you used to change your crops, right, to put the goodness back in the soil. You cycle your crops around, different crops. No, they, they will just go, right, this is it. And by the way, you don't get any seeds from your crop. You won't be able to reseed it. You'll have to come to us for a sack full of seeds. 
So once they implement that, they've got total control and they've messed up the whole environmental issue. Cycling crops, growing things naturally, when they get all this genetic, well, it is, it is genetic waste because it's not natural. People need to be able to achieve stuff. What farmer feels like they've achieved something off their own back if they are now beholden to someone else to get seeds to sow it and off they go again? They, they have no control. They've lost it. They've lost their, their self-worth. They've lost everything. You just become another handout, another, an, another extension of the Schwabs of the world and what they tell you, how you fit into their social structure. But they it's don't no want sustainable. No, they yeah. they don't want sustainable farming though. Like the, the 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 great reset idea is, oh, it's all going to be about sustainable farming. They're not interested in sustainable farming. They don't care about sustainable farming. What they care about is shutting down everything that you know. That's what they care about. They care about taking away your food supply because if you take that away, then that clears the way, that clears the supply line for them to come in and replace it with something else. They're not interested in innovation by we the people to be able to come up with something better. They're not interested in that. They're not interested in giving you something better. What they're interested in is wrecking everything, you being so turned around that you can't think for yourself, that you're too busy trying to figure out how to stay alive, that you take whatever they give you when they come in on the other side with a destroyed system that they destroyed. They'll come in with a solution using the unlimited capital that they've got through stolen taxpayer money and through stolen assets, through fraud, through the financial system that they've engineered, because you won't be able to afford it. They'll be able to then vertically integrate everything based on that. That's what it's all about. They want to force you, me, and everybody else, all the, all the farmers across the world, they want to force everyone out of business. They're not interested in yeah. any kind of sustainable stuff. They'll sell you sustainability and all that crap. Whenever you hear that word sustainability, oh, yeah. that's straight it's out of Karl Marx. It, it, it's total assets management. It's They yes. want to control all the assets. They want to take all the assets. They want to put you in debt and then take your ticket. But what, why won't we learn? Our, our own history of ourselves medically has gone out the window. We have got a medically dependent population in just about every westernized country for a fact we know that pharmaceuticals treat symptoms they don't really cure anything and they put you in a worse state eventually you put you in a dependent state and they're making money it's the same if they continually if they make a um a farming program where everything is supplied seeds which will have to be grown in a certain way and there's nothing but chemicals input when you input Anything man-made into anything continually, it does nothing but harm. And that's what it does. Our body needs natural foods. I mean, we talked about this the other day, how to repair your kidneys and stuff like that, and the types of waters. Uh, the water that they'll produce, it'll have your fluorides, your chlorides, chlorines in them. It'll have even heavy metals in it. That The whole system is designed to kill eventually. All it does is harm you. Whereas your natural waters come through filtered stuff in your raw vegetables and your fruits and everything, nature's way. And that is the sort of water your body really needs to help itself. Although it needs normal waters to flush itself through as well and to sustain you at a certain level, you don't get dehydrated. But you're standing to lose all that. You're standing to lose all that. And that is going to mean people are going to fall over in massive numbers. No, don't want that at all. because. I've got a funny feeling that whatever the majority of the world is eating, the very few won't be. 
Well, we did play a clip yesterday of uh, that uh, celebrity clown, um, Nicole Kidman. Uh, would you like to see it? I, I don't know if you've seen that. Would you like to see it? Oh, God, what's she up to? Well, she was showing some of the, uh, the delicacies that are going to be available uh, in, the coming, uh, in the coming years, uh, months and years. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Some of the, the delicacies that are going to be available for you to eat. Uh, this is what it was. I'm Nicole Kidman, and I am going to eat a four-course meal of bugs. I am here to reveal my hidden talent, eating micro-livestock. Cornworms. They're still alive. Mmm. Extraordinary. Mmm. Very moist, chewy. Can't quite describe the flavor, but need a little water. <laughs> Let's try the second car, shall we? Just a little side note. Two billion people in the world eat bugs, and I'm one of them. Because here we go. Have some mealworms. I'm telling you, I'd win Survivor. That is a um, fruity taste. I'd recommend it. Here we have. Oh, <laughs> crickets. Oh, nothing. Oh. oh, awesome. Like nothing you've ever tasted. Like a hairy nut. <laughs> Don't. Oh my gosh. A nut from the shell. And now for dessert. Mm. The fried grasshopper. These are amazing. These are exquisite grasshoppers. I recommend them to anyone. Thank you for spending so much time with me and watching me eat bugs. Till next time. Yeah, okay, all right, you get the idea. But uh, we played that yesterday, but I thought that was worth it seeing as how... Uh well, you're interested in what's going to be on the menu in the future. There you go. The delicacy. There's nothing wrong. The, uh, yeah, uh, fine, fine. There's a lot of bugs that do actually get eaten out there. I'm surprised it didn't put termites on there. It's supposed to be quite good. But that is not a balanced diet. That's a forced diet, nothing else. And that is not what we're designed for. Every time man puts his boot into something, it's for the dollar, for the pound, for the money, for the whatever. Aren't we just... Well, were we that stupid that we just blindly walk into everything? You've got to grow your own if it comes to that, because that's the only decent food you're going to get. You need you, everything. This biosphere that is getting pissed around by the people that want to make hideous amounts of money and the idiots that follow the money and have followed it and are still thinking they're going to get rich. We said a long time ago, this all started when they got rid of the gold reserve. And the one understanding point of that nowadays is, and the proving point is, the ruble in Russia, because it's one of the few countries which has its own gold reserve. And against the West, which they helped them indirectly by saying, oh, we're going to freeze this gold or whatever, Russia just went and bought up loads of gold. And then they, then the ruble went up in price and the dollar went down. C'est la vie. It's a the only thing that can happen with that, uh, people have got to get a voice with this Ukraine thing and just say, uh, big suggestion, just sue for peace. This game's gone on for too long because it just needs to stop because it's been used as a place where people are just selling weapons, more weapons, more weapons. And as Biden 
all he does now, he just gets up in the morning and moves his brain cell around and goes, Putin's fault, Putin's did fault, you, Putin's did fault. Did you see what and he did put earlier? Him, and they put him back in his bed again. Did, did you see what he did earlier? He was given a speech and he said the line on the teleprompter. He said, repeat last line. <laughs> he said that instead of repeating the line, he said that line instead. Yeah. Well, the thing is, to prove a point, get them to sue for peace. And guess what? If fuel prices still go up, if food prices still go up, even if Ukraine is sorted out, even if it's split down the middle and Russia has half of it and the West has the other half. The thing is, it's been it's been used there. It's, it's a created crisis and it's just moving on. In one year, in the first year of Biden's um, presidency, your fuel went up by 66%. Yeah, And that was Ukraine hadn't happened and it still went up by 66%. He, he stopped that pipeline and everything. His fir- in that first year, so that's a load of shit. And then, obviously, now the big outcry from your country is uh, the customs service has said he's selling the fuel off from your reserve as well, your petroleum reserve. And it's going to countries like China, India. Oh, the Dutch are getting some as well. The Dutch have their um, own oil. Uh, yeah, but Biden sent some that way as well. Why are um, we sending a, it to the Dutch? Uh, I mean, I haven't got a clue. The, uh, it's going to Europe, it's going to China, it's going all over the shop. I mean, before he actually said and used that lovely statement, oh, I'm going to use our um, one billion, what is it, barrels of our fuel? Uh, what? No, not one million barrels a day. One million barrels a day. That's it. One million barrels a day because you can hold up to 700 million plus. But by the time he started to release that to your lot, you were already down to 560 million barrels because yeah, it sent the rest to... elsewhere. It sold yeah. it off. Yeah, we're going to be out. Our, like our strategic reserves will be drained by, I want to say, September at current rate. It, because he's selling it off. That man, well, he should have been impeached day two after he got in, let alone well, anything I don't, else. Well, I don't think he was actually even supposed to be in there. But hey, you know, we can we can argue about that from now until the end of times. So. I know. But whatever happens in America does reverberate around the world. And it's just reverberating and reverberating and reverberating. Even the billionaires are starting to go at each other, aren't they? Musk is let, uh, had, a, had a good drip about Soros. And because he had a good drip about Soros being dodgy, all of a sudden, one of the biggest companies in the world lost its ESG rating. That modern ESG rating where, hey, this tells everybody in the world where you should invest your money because this is a good company that looks after its people, that looks after the green climate change, you know, everything else. So all of a sudden, Tesla uh, obviously has, has lost its ESG rating because he's upset at old git. And then, yeah, oh, no, don't give me. And you know the, the you know the nicety of it is Soros actually bought a load of shares in some companies. Of course he did. Yeah, but it backfired on him because if I remember rightly, there were three companies, and it all had to do with EVs. What's the China one? It begins. Oh, it begins with an N. Uh, that I I'd don't know. I, I know that they make electric vehicles, Neo. but I is it Neo? Yeah, Neo, the Chinese electric company. He bought a hundred million shares in that. That's quite Lucid. A Lucid, your California EV one. Uh-huh. He bought six hundred thousand shares. And that was on May the thirteenth. Also, Rivian, that's a truck EV one. Yeah, he bought six million shares in that. Well, no, uh, the shame is Neo went de- has gone down by fifty six percent the shares. Lucid's gone down by 58%. And 
Rivian's gone down by 75%. This has cost him a shitload because he got upset because somebody let it out of the bag. So they're fighting and a money war. And he also dumped all his shares. Taurus dumped 1.8 million shares of General Motors that he owned. Dumped it. Another company called Visca, Los Angeles EV startup. Visca I've heard of, yeah. Yeah. 317,000 shares of that he dumped as well, Taurus did. He tried to... So the ESG came down, then he went and pumped a load of money into all these other EV things, and he's lost out on that. I think he's down quite a lot of money on that one. That is, this, is this because of what Musk said he was going to do? He was going to abandon the EVs and he was going to go right to hydrogen? Well, he's going to hydrogen, isn't he? We know that. He wants yeah. to do the H, H, the 2, and the O. Yeah, the 20, uh, 2024, 2025, and 2027. 20, he's got that planned. He's He's upset a few people, but... No, this is directly after he actually opened his opinion that, and verbally voiced that Soros was crooked. And then because basically it, it all came, you know, it came out that there's an investigation going on in America to do with three senators that Soros actually paid a bit of money to. Soros paid senators money? I never would have guessed that. That's, it, a, that's news to me. No. That's, that's a shock. That's a, when, I, I can't he, tell you how deeply when, disturbed when, I am by hearing that news. That's a that's a quite a revelation you're you're breaking here. Yeah, I know. But when he when he was asked, source of see why I shouldn't be allowed to do that. And I think your uh, is it Fred Markham, um, Lewis Kearns, and Gerald? Is it Harmon? There's something to do with um, shutting down something to do with the federal government. There was a vote and whatever, and he put his money on the line and bribed these three. Apparently. There's an investigation going on. It's apparently because nothing's been certain, you know, and innocent until found guilty sort of thing, you know. But yeah, there's an investigation going on. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about anything or anybody. And I'm glad he's lost a bit of money. It probably doesn't really affect him that much. But it's probably a couple of billion he's down, you know, if not a bit more. Or he'll make it back somewhere else. Oh, yeah, we know that. But so we've got, now we've got, Billionaires having their fight over stuff. We've got the WF, the WHO, iron for power and control over the rest of it. And of course, Soros has got his boot behind everything like that with his... It's it's a mess. It's a hell of a mess. But the nice thing about it is we could make it more of our mess because we've got to get more vocal and more movements. The farmers are moving. I've got anybody that can actually stand up and say, well, that's enough. But you've got to get the people out of power. You've got to find a way to get the people out of power because everything is turning into, every country is turning into a police state. These, I mean, Macron, the French in some way have got it right because they've actually closed him off. They've compartmentalised him. They've got him out of the way. The UK has a chance of doing something here while it's in a shattered state. Hopefully we can do something. And I haven't got the answer to it yet. I've just got to see who, who puts themselves up as a runner the boss. Do you know in this country, do you know what happens to the prime minister when they actually leave office? As in like when they're actually gone? Because technically Boris is gone, but he hasn't left yet. Not until the yeah, new party no, election. Okay. When he goes, how do you think um, he gets penalized? Um, honestly, I don't know. If it's anything like David Cameron, he's living in his caravan somewhere. I don't know why he's living in his caravan. Because as That's soon what as I heard. A PM, as soon as the PM leaves office, his pension starts. Really? The only one in the government, yep. The only one in government that their pension starts as soon as even though 
even though they've only been in there for, you know, Johnson's been in there for what, a year? No, it's a hard job. It's a terribly hard job. Well, I'm, the responsibility I'm not, I'm not, of it all. I'm not, you know? not saying, yeah, I know. <laughs> Having all those garden parties with wine and, and, and beer and things and breaking COVID rules. I know it's a very hard job. It's very tough. Yeah, it being a hypocrite and a liar quid. and a narcissist. Yeah, 50 quid. Yeah. Ruining all these people lives. You mean it costs you 50 quid? Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, personally, uh, you can go to some circuses and go to some shows and pay a lot more for that. It's been quite a circus. That's been quite a circus. Yeah. But, you know, Marty said when he was on the other day that there's a good chance that uh, that labor might be in control of the next government. And I don't see how that's even possible. You've got you've got Starma in there and Starma is that that guy's just as big a buffoon as anybody that, that the Tories have. Yeah, let's get a buffoon in there. Let's have a bit of a crazy time. There's been buffoons in there. No, no disrespect, but I mean, Theresa May, Theresa May is actually, she's still in the House <laughs> of Commons. I mean, she's still an elected official, so like she's still there. An official what? Who's that bloke in your country that actually said something the other day um, that actually openly says, oh, what's his name? It was on one of your press things. Um, Deese? Deese? An ex-employee of BlackRock. He's an advisor to the president. I'm not, um, I'm not oh, sure who that God, is. God, God. Brian Deese. Brian Deese. He used to work for BlackRock. He used to be an employee of BlackRock, yeah? Now he's an advisor to your government, yeah? Uh-huh. And he, when he was questioned on the news, on one of your news outlets about, you know, how long is this all going to go on? Because Biden has obviously just come out and goes, this has got to go on as long as it is needed. Or well, what about years? Whatever, as long as it's required to stop Russia pushing on into Europe. And but uh, this geese is called Brian Deese. And when he was questioned, he voiced something along the lines of, um, this is to make the future of the liberal world order. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I might yes. have a clip of that. Hang on just a second. So I remember some of that. The liberal world order? Ooh. At least we've got a title now. Another title. The neoliberal world order, I, I, he should have said, because that's where all the um, segregation, all the wokeism, that's splitting people up, compartmentalizing them, and is causing a hell of a lot of grief. It's just breaking communities up, and people are just yeah, all yeah, of a this sudden guy. their own little yeah, groups yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, You've this guy him, right here. You? Yeah, I have. Yeah, he's right here. That's what do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Future of the liberal world order. Wow. That's a scary statement, isn't it? He is currently the head of global sustainable investing at BlackRock, as you said. Yep. I thought he was an ex-employee. He's still employed by No, nope, he's still employed there. So he's employed there and he's still, because I thought you couldn't be an advisor to, I thought he part of his job was to advise your government. Well, yeah, you. Well, but it's BlackRock. I mean, BlackRock, U.S. government, <laughs> private Federal Reserve Bank. I mean, who, who's, who really cares, I, I know, right? I, 
who, uh, who cares? There used, there used to be a bit of a line somewhere. There used to be a bit of a line somewhere, but well, not. I mean, nobody pays attention to that line. I mean, well, I do apologize for getting that wrong. <laughs> yeah, don't don't apologize. I I honestly I don't um I I don't like I don't like this merger of state and corporate powers any more than you do. Uh, by the way, that's the textbook definition of fascism. If you didn't know, uh, yeah, but, no, I know. Wonderful word, fascism. I'm surprised they haven't changed that yet or got it out of the dictionary. So yeah, um, you see our little, you know, you know that bloke in Canada with the quiff, you know, that schoolboy, you know, the one who's running it all. Oh, at uh, Freeland. <laughs> I had to. I had to. <laughs> okay, Freeland is running it, but you know the schoolboy with the quiff. That's the the yeah, front yeah. man. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with the old artly Freeland's. Eek. It's the darkness, and he's just an idiot. But on Canada Day, he they get him up there because he didn't lie. The questions weren't asked because he actually voiced. He goes, you know, the maple flag, and this is what it's about. And he said, in Canada, there's no challenge too great. Be who you are, to love whom you love, to chase your dreams, to live without fear. This is the freedom the maple leaf flag represents. He's right. He's right. The maple leaf flag does represent that. But he didn't say he represented that. That had nothing to do with his agenda. And the one question that should have been asked is, and what do you represent, Trudeau? And he wouldn't have been able to answer that, truthfully anyway, at least, because he's gone against just about most of those things, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's what he, I don't know how, well, I, 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 I seriously don't know how all these parliamentarian People are getting away with it in all Western countries. Well, even I think it's I think it's because like if you if you listen to what uh, to what Schwab has said, uh, and it's in our intro uh, that we have uh, on our regulars, uh, and it says that uh, he says that what we're very proud of is that we've penetrated the cabinets. So it's not necessarily the ones that we're seeing; it's the members of that cabinet that are not elected by the people which I'm not even entirely certain the ones that are in there are because there's a lot of funny business that's been going on with our elections. And most notably over the last 10 years, we're not allowed to question our elections any longer. Have you noticed that? If you do question your elections, then there's something wrong with you. So no, <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. That, that's the agenda. That's the talking point is you're not allowed to question these elections. But then the ones that are in there through these supposed legitimate elections, I'm doing the air quotes, the ones that are in there, they're appointing all these other people that are being brought up through the same institutions and that are on board with the young global leaders and, and, and the Schwab consortium down there, whatever you want to call it. So they're all on board. So you ask, how can it continue? Well, it's easy enough when you replace one individual. If you just if you pull one person, well, that's okay because you've got nine more behind them that you can replace them with that are already on board that you don't have to worry about. Oh, They're no, already no, on board is, with you. That is what, I, no, that's what we were talking about, the UK, the new UK government. Exactly. Like Javid. Javid, for example, right? We know that he's been down there on the stage at the World Economic Forum. Of course he has. We've, we've got photos of him down there sitting on the stage. And he's been Thanks, backstage. Good. Yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been backstage, shaking hands with Schwab and everything else. All of a sudden... He gets put in as a health secretary, a key position within the government itself, making policy changes on a national scale, which, quite frankly, I think in during the course of, uh, of the pandemic, he actually had almost as much, if not more power than the prime minister himself. 
So well, he had the floor. what if that was he a, had the floor? Of course he did. What if that was nothing more than a stage rehearsal? You've got oh, everybody yeah. in the in the Tory party already. Well, not everybody, maybe, but a goodly percentage of, of people in the Tory party that are in Westminster already on board <laughs> with the agenda. And if they're yeah. told okay. to vote for Javid in yeah. uh, in the next uh, to be the next leader of the Tory party, there's your next PM. He's already proved himself, but I don't know, but he's a Sunak. (laughs) He's already, (laughs) he's already proved himself though, is my point. He's proved himself when he was health secretary. Oh yeah, so that that is what they're going to say. They're going to come out with some horrible rhetoric like that to say, well, he did everything to keep this country from going under the pandemic and I'm going to give it a load of shit. And the man can't even explain why the COVID passport regulators are still listed on the NHS website. He can't even explain yeah, why those right. are still there when that's supposedly been... Because they're going to come back. Of course they're going to come back. They, they just never, brought masks back in the hospitals in the, in the UK. Mm. I mean, it's all a backwards trend and people don't get it. You've got all of a sudden the eco people have gone quiet. Why is that? Because everybody's going back to fossil fuels again. It's justification and everything. Did you see By what 2025, the European Commission did? On, on what basis? They, well, they, they made a ruling, you know, well, the European Commission, you know, when they make a ruling, they, that's pretty much, that's set in stone. That's, you know, because they're like gods when they make a ruling. They ruled that natural gas is now a green source of energy. Well, it is a green source because it's natural. Well, I understand it's natural, but see, there's a little bit of a problem. You know, just as well as I do, <laughs> when you burn natural gas, do you, do you know oh, yeah, a yeah, byproduct? Yeah. It's called carbon. Oh, yes. Carbon is yes. the byproduct of burning. Oh, no, it. they didn't say that, though, did they? No, they, they didn't. didn't. They talk they about just products, that, no, 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 they, 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 they said out. the green source of gas. Yeah. Yeah. They left so that part this, out. Is, this is where the rhetoric is true. It's just like that maple leaf flag. This is what the flag stands for, not me. That is a natural gas, and it is very green. But what we're going to do with it was well, something else. So he's knackered the flag up, and they're knackering the natural products of this biosphere up. And coughing all sorts of shite out. They are everything they touch turns to shit, not gold. And the one thing I, I I am concerned that people should actually um have a look at because we've got such a shift into it. So we've got the billionaires having a crack at each other. And at the moment, I'm I would rather sway towards Mr. Musk and away from Soros, because I don't like that bloke at all. And then we've got the different forming of groups. We talked about OPEC and OPEC plus before and how Russia is tied in with fuel on the Arab side of things. And he's part of that group, and that's a controlling factor. But BRICS, BRICS is an up-and-coming thing, isn't it, Johnny? Now, it's, it's, it is, yeah. uh, I mean, if, for those people out there that don't understand, it is uh, a, uh, it, it's a group that's forming, and they want to get bigger. And it, BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Now, obviously, the They've all got GDPs, and the biggest player in that lot, obviously, is China. But initially, you know, they all have their idea. China is talking about they want to form this group because to offset the Western rivals. South Africa is keeping itself on the fence at the moment. Russia, obviously, wants to offset the sanctions. India wants what it calls shared economic interests. So they've got their own rhetoric going. Brazil... Haven't heard much of them, but they've willing. So those five are there together. Now, obviously, there's another list, and they have been talking to other countries. Initially, they're talking to Iran and Argentina. So we're talking South American countries. They're going to try and put that across. And Biden isn't helping the situation. And potential members that have been approached, Egypt, Indonesia, 
Kazakhstan, Saudi, UAE. Obviously, you've got that. Russia's already in there, and he's part of OPEC+. Plus. These guys are OPEC, Nigeria, Senegal, and Thailand. And that is a list that China is approaching of, of, of countries. So anybody that wants to have a look at where they are in the world and how these all form, these China is going to be pushing its own agenda here. As much as everybody, as much as the format says, it's got to be agreed to by everybody and everything, whether it is or whether it's not. But that is a massive start. That is a massive group or could be a very big group of countries listed all over there. South America, we already know. I, I mean, I don't know where Mexico is going to go because they, they vocally said they're pissed off with NATO, pissed off with America, and that's on your doorstep. So... Mexico's got its own problems with the cartels, though. Yeah, they have. That's but it. That, that, but that but also means, but if they're pissed off with America, everybody in this world will be looking, country-wise, will be looking. But they always play their political cards to who they're going to move towards and whatever, which they think is in their favor. And there's a hell of a lot of political movement out there at the moment. And it's it, it's it's not good. And it it's it's like it's being forced. Because of all this segregation, these crises and everything, it's like those few people uh, in the West and everything that are really behind a lot of this crap, this world can dissolve into quite a mess. And if it's the chaos and the death they want, you could have, I mean, you could end up with a a post-apocalyptic world quite easily. You could, yeah. But at the same time, that's that's also bad for business. You know, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It is bad for business. Nobody wants to rule over a, over an, an apocalyptic wasteland, I don't think. I mean, no, nobody wins in that. Not not even the ones that destroy it and initiate it. If you think, if you think, they, I mean, they're going to they're, they're gonna destroy the land anyway. Because if they just have a, a modern day farming where it's genetically modified stuff, where they supply the seeds and everything's grown with chemical additives, that is going to kill everything that it's grown on. That is just not going to do anything, and you're going to end up with grey dust. I mean, everything seems so self-destructive at the moment, and even to the point of a social agenda, that is totally destructive. That does not do any good to anybody. And we are at a pinnacle. We're at a hell of a crossroads where people have to stand up. They have to just get out of that. They're hiding. They're hiding under the duvets at the bottom of the bed. They're just... I don't want to do anything. I think a lot of people are shut down at the moment. Like they've been, they've been so beaten down over the last three years that yeah, that they've gone. They they are just yeah, they they're done. Yeah, we've got we have got a generation or two of ostriches now. Yeah, and it's it's you scary know, I, because I was I was talking to somebody. Uh, I want to say it was I want to say it was last week. Uh, no, it was last week or the week before. This is a fairly intelligent person. I mean, still kind of, you know, kind of sees that something's not right kind of thing. And <laughs> uh, yeah, they still see that something's not not right. But they, like they don't buy into the whole COVID agenda or anything like that. Right. Like They, they see that that's that everything about that is wrong. Uh-huh. And I said to them, you still don't know what any of this is about, do you? Yeah. And they said, no. It's been a long time in the making. Yeah. But the last three years... The last three years has it like if you if you're able to wake up to see that COVID has been a lie, if you're able to wake up to that, if you're able to see through that and you didn't go down that road, if you weren't fooled by that, then why can't you take the next step 
and see the larger picture of what that was meant to to start. What why is why why are people not able to make that connection? That part I haven't figured out yet. Because they want to forget. They each crisis wants people to. They've been so. What is one of the? Oh, we will learn by our mistakes. That's a political saying, you know. When they've done something wrong, someone's been caught out, and then they stand up and say. Well, I apologize. Well, he's apologized. So we will learn from our mistakes right, and move sure. on. And then it right. goes from there. And that scene has been going on for so long. And it's the people have accepted this circus for so long. Uh, somebody will sort this crisis out. So they think COVID is history. It's not. They've actually created something that is there to stay. That COVID is there to stay. It's like your new common cold. It's out there. It's playing around. So it's pointless to play with that vac- with the vaccines anymore. That is the one thing you've got to stop out of that. And until you stop that, that crisis isn't over. All right? You've got to a, a certain level where COVID is here to stay. The vaccine needs to be kicked out. And you've got to learn from the vaccine. And what you learn from that is every man-made non-live vaccine has side effects, always has. Look into the history. Open your eyes, guys. Look for yourself. Just look into the information. There are thousands of doctors, medical people, researchers out there, even people who help design the damn thing, screaming, no more, no more. It's a detrimental effect on the race. That is going on. If you want to look anywhere, um, there is um, something called the WCH, which is the World Council for Health, which is just a a people-supported group of doctors uh humanitarians people who have actually been in all walks of life go and have a look wch the world council for health find out what you think they always have talks speaks whatever they did they did nearly get shut down from one of their seminars but that was but they're still going they're out there they're very active they will put information out there some of it people will find scary but uh, it's truth out there and like that person you were talking about, if they suspect one thing, go find it out for yourself. Use these platforms to just pick up a direction, pick up a word. Well, I can't, that can't be right. I mean, that's perfectly. If you say that can't be right, go find out for yourself. Just find out for yourself. I don't care if you say that can't be right, because if you say that can't be right and then you go look for yourself and you just discover something for yourself, that's, well, this platform's done its job. And then if, one thing you've got to do is take the next step, not be frightened to talk about it. Don't hide. And you don't have to preach. You don't have to do that. But you can actually have an informed discussion with somebody. If somebody says, well, well, you, well you've changed, haven't you? You're, you're one of these people. And I say, look, no titles, no finger pointing, no nasty names. Fun names are allowed. But go down there and find out for yourselves. And when you find out for yourself, I'm sorry, that's the start of your road of turning one thing over and one thing over and another thing over. But if you talk with other people, you might find like-minded people. You will probably find people with extremes. Um, and you will, because there's so much fear being created by this. Uh, our society has been polarized in so many different directions. It's incredible. And people don't want to hear. They might just say, shut up, I've had enough of that. They don't want to hear, fine, don't talk to them. But when you start looking, you will find your own concerns. And your journey starts, your journey starts, and then it's up to you 
to do what you do with your information like we do. We just put it out there. You just put it out there and hopefully there's enough interested people to go, I didn't know that. And one of the things, one of, one of the pitfalls, because there's so much going on, people forget because they'll always move on to, oh, this is a bad thing. This has caused this and whatever. They forget what's happened in the last year or two. I don't think we can. I, I, I think you've got to keep reiterating of where we are. I mean, from day one, I have been, I must have bored how many people about COVID because I always bring it up because it's still there. It is still a massive thing. As long as they're pushing stuff out unnecessarily, there is an agenda. And as long and if, from my point of view, and from several doctors, professors, researchers' point of view, they're hurting the healthy, they're hurting the children. An informed point of view is we have a vaccine. Um, we think your child or, or the population should have it, but you don't have to. What they should be doing is that you don't have to. You're not going to die from it. They should be telling you that your children have got, chances are they might have natural immunity. They might not have had COVID and they might go through a nasty period, but they should be telling you that you don't have to take it. Anybody that forces an agenda by uh, the rhetoric of a superhero thing for children and stuff like that is actually twisting things to their own favor. They're, they're forcing children to think that they're a nobody or they're wrong if they don't. They shouldn't be approaching the children. They should be just talking to the parents and this should not be done in schools. And the schools and have not a responsibility. On shows. Not on kids shows trying no, to undermine no, the parents no. either. Like Sesame Street. Anything like that. Yeah, because the ki- I agree. The kids will go home and there'll be an almighty... The, the family dissolves. It, it, it just dissolves and it doesn't work. And you'll get fathers and mothers facing off up against each other from their points of view. Or how many times just for... Oh, I just... I'm just going to do it because I just, I want it quiet. I want it back to what it is. I just, no, these are life changing things and they can be life threatening and nobody has the right to put their child in that position. Nobody has a right to put anybody in that position, including yourself. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And people shouldn't be forced to choose between their livelihood and getting a vaccine. And drugs. That's not a, yeah, that's not a choice. Oh yeah, exactly. It is. It's so akin to, um, drug pushers and junkies. I'm sorry, you might think, well, that's a bit extreme. It's not. What's the difference between somebody standing on the corner of the street, you know, near a school saying, you don't look happy. Do you want to feel happy? Take this. This will make you feel better. To somebody saying, you can't go nightclubbing if you don't take a drug. You can't do this if you don't take this. It's makes it's for the welfare of other people. It makes them safe. If you don't take it, you could have their death on your conscience. The whole rhetoric sounds wrong and dodgy, like it's from a bad salesman. Yeah. The one thing you're always taught about scams is if it sounds too good, check it out. You know, check it out. And that's all you've ever, ever been asked for. Check it out. Because if you're going to take the responsibility that might affect somebody else, you should check it out. That is your responsibility to check it out before you actually do it. Because once it's done, it could be. Not necessarily will be, but it could be too late. And there's some things that you can't come back from. We are going to have to go. We're out of time. We ran way over, but uh, that's okay because we only get you on once a week. You got any final words? Um, yeah. Um, hey, guys. Um, let's just hope and work for a better world because 
that's all we can do. That's all we can do. And I hope that everybody's children are around to have a future because they are the future. We're going to have to build a better one than this because the track we're on right now, my friend, there is no future. Hell, there's almost no present. Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, there, but there's we've got to keep trying. Of, oh, yeah, we got to keep trying. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we don't let this one go. No, they're not getting away with this one. This, yeah. this is not going to happen. So anyway, uh, we are going to have to go. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up? You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. And I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.